Hello everyone, this is Chris Rylander. Today is Friday, July 24th, 2020. Welcome to the next installment of our podcast series. So Jason and I, again, we decided to do this as a value add for our clients. Um, this is not designed to take the place of any of our meetings or our calls, but just a way for us, a new medium of communication for us to get in touch with you. Uh, no set interval on, on, on when we're gonna do these, um, but just a way for us to communicate with you when we say significant moves in markets or the economy that's worth worth mentioning. Of course, if anyone has any questions on anything discussed uh, and how this relates to your personal situation, do not hesitate to reach out to us. We're here for you. Call us, email us. We're here. So markets have been volatile the last couple of days. I just want to give you an update what's going on. We'll talk a little bit about the job situation. Uh, we'll talk about the market, of course, the virus, and then what's been going on in Congress with the next stimulus package. So Earlier this month, starting with the job situation, we got an update on June's unemployment numbers from the BLS. Um, so going back to May, there was a surprise drop in the unemployment rate, which was great. And it happened again in June. So the unemployment rate unexpectedly fell from 13.3% to 11.1%, which is unexpectedly good. But if we dig a little deeper in this, so the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they do the household survey, permanent job losses increased by 588,000 to 2.9 million. So as the headline rates coming down, as businesses open their doors and hire people back, um, the longer this situation with the virus fits and starts of, of openings ha uh, goes and, and, and occurs, the more likely it is that we're going to have deterioration economic fundamentals that can affect permanent job losses. And that's what we're seeing. So that's not a good number. That's not the direction we want to see it go. We'll see where that goes in the next couple of months. We're going to have July's numbers come out in about a couple of weeks here. Uh, another thing, too, is the survey was taken near the middle of the month, uh, and that was before we saw the rollbacks in some of the hotspot states in the south of the U.S. here. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see this pattern, if this continues or not. And then we also had uh, weekly initial unemployment claims came in this week from the previous week, a little bit high. They came in at 1.4 million. So that's new people going on unemployment each week is at 1.4 million last week. So economists were expecting 1.3 million. So it was a little bit high. And that's the, to perspective, it's the 18th straight week of initial claims that have totaled over 1 million, 18 straight weeks over a million. And in the last recession, we peaked at around 700,000. So we've been running high for a while. But more importantly, this number snapped the 15-week streak of declining initial claims. So even though we've been over a million, that number's been declining. It's going in the right direction, and then we increased here. So that's obviously not the good direction we want to go. But you know, we've expected this. We know that when we get out and about more, our interactions become conduits for the spread of the virus. And our expectations have always been that re the reopening in the U.S. is going to be uneven. There's going to be fits and starts in various areas where the spread accelerates, which will likely have a slowing effect on consumer demand and the economy as we go through this. The problem is we still have this continued disconnect between the broader market and the fundamentals of what's actually going on in the economy. So Mr. Market's still pricing in that quote-unquote perfect V-shaped recovery where as, as prices have accelerated off the March lows, um, while the economic fundamentals are improving a bit but still very bad, suggesting this recovery is going to take a lot longer than maybe what the market's projecting at this point. So what happened this week? Uh, we've had some volatility the last couple of days. The market started to react to negative news, which is actually a good thing. It's the more disconnected prices get from the, the reality of the fundamentals, the more likely it is that a bubble gets formed and that could be pricked at some point. Um, so Thursday, the Dow dropped, the Dow and the S&P dropped 1.3 and 1.2% respectively. The S&P, remember, is a market cap weighted index. 
So it's most of its performance year to date has been in the big tech names. So because it's market cap weighted, the bigger the company, the bigger the share of the index that it takes. So on Thursday, when we saw the S&P drop 1.2%, these big tech names seen as maybe more immune to the virus dropped by even more than the index did. So Microsoft was down 4.4%, Apple was down 4.6%, Amazon was down 3.7%, and then Facebook and Alphabet were down 3% on the day. So the good news is the market's reacting to negative news. Well, obviously we want positive news, we want markets to grow, but seeing these bigger names that may be considered have to have less risky business models to the pandemic and to the shutdowns, see their, their stock prices decrease in the overall market suggests that their prices may have also gotten ahead of themselves as well. So we'll see where that goes. Um, now onto the virus, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, the re he's a regular on, on CNBC, um, you know, former head of the FDA talking about his expectation that the epidemic is starting to slow in some of these hotspot states, with the exception being Southern California. But uh, as he mentioned, there's, you know, there's a lag between when someone's infected and when their hospitalization occurs or when a death occurs. Because of that lag, even though we may plateau or even start to decline on new cases in these states, we can probably still going to see some increase in hospitalization and deaths. Um, but he also mentioned that there, we are, are starting to see upticks in other states. Ohio, Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Illinois. We're starting to see a bit of a spread there. So we'll see what's going on with the virus in the next uh, month or so. We still expect that the path of this virus is going to be the biggest, biggest determinant of what happens to economic fundamentals going forward. So um, what are we doing about this? So Congress is now wrestling with the, the next round of stimulus coming out. Uh, they're coming out with what they're going to do with the $600 in weekly unemployment benefits, the additional federal amount that's tacked onto the state. Um, that seems to be the biggest issue to be, to, be, to be dealt with as far as the economy is concerned. It's likely that that played a very high, strong role in keeping consumers afloat while they're unemployed during these shutdowns. Uh, Mark Zandes, the chief economist at Moody's Analytics, was interviewed by Bloomberg yesterday, and he said that if lawmakers don't quickly pass another sizable rescue package, that the economy will suffer another downturn, or as he called it, a double dip. And he goes on to say that unemployment will remain in the double digits until well after the pandemic is over. So it's really important that we get this next round of stimulus out uh, and we see what that is out of Congress. So all of this is to say we have this fancy term right now for what's going on in financial markets. We see it as being, we have negatively skewed asymmetric risk exposure. So simply put, that just that the risk to the downside in financial markets right now is far greater than any potential near-term upside. Uh, doesn't mean that markets are going up or down. It's just that the risk still remains far more significant to the downside than any potential near-term upside. So we've got a lot going on here. It's going to be interesting to see how the markets react to the news of the day here in the next weeks or so. Um, whether the uptick in the initial unemployment claims continues, we'll see what happens to the spread of the virus. If it continues to slow in these hot spots and we see new surges in other states. And of course, the biggest, I think, thing coming down the line here is going to be what comes out of Congress, hopefully in the next week or two as the next round of stimulus. So as always, if anyone has any questions about anything discussed here, please don't hesitate to reach out to Jason or I. Uh, we're here for you guys. Feel free to call us or email us. Again, this is Chris Rylander. Today is Friday, July 24th, 2020. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Rylander Richter Podcast. 
The opinions and commentaries expressed reflect the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of the Inspired Company LLC, doing business as Rylander Richter employees providing such comments, and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Rylander Richter or performance returns of any Rylander Richter Investments client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Rylander Richter is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Rylander Richter and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Rylander Richter unless a client service agreement is in place.